ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Beautiful people and welcome to the ALG podcast. Happy Friday. Happy, happy, happy Friday. And your boy, David Roden, a.k.a. Fit D-Rock, is by himself today. And so I wanted to reach out to the ALG community app and ask people, I put up a post asking questions, topics for this week's podcast, Happy Friday. And I got some really good feedback. And one of the things I recently had talked about, I want to dive more into the details, the nitty gritty, because it's a extremely important aspect of long-term stable transformation. Why? Because we all live in this point in time where our emotions can get the better of us. And I think it's super interesting with technology, with everything is instant, everything's fast, everything's fast, everything's fast. Your brain's no different. And what can happen is it's the reason why we, we make irrational decisions so fast is we're just so addicted to fast movement, faster, 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 not necessarily better. And so one of the things I had talked about, so what this podcast episode is going to be about is on emotions, on how your emotions kind of affect your decision-making, how to influence that, how to take more consistent accountability within those emotions. First and foremost, Emotions aren't bad. There aren't bad emotions. It's how are they utilized and leveraged is what makes a poor emotion or a good outcome because the emotion in and of themselves, feeling depressed is not the problem. Feeling stressed is not the problem. Feeling great is not the the goal. It is how you utilize it because there's nothing, it's, it's super important to know if you're feeling depressed, That is your brain and your body telling you, we need to switch something up. This isn't working. So again, there's nothing wrong with any single emotion. And we need to first be okay with that. One of the things as we, as I kind of dive into my thoughts and opinions on things is 99% of this information is not my own. I'm a super huge advocate of learning from successful people. I think there's that is one of the things in this world we can get caught in in a positive light and a negative light is at the end of the day, you can learn from everybody. But when you're learning what to do, it may not be, it may be more for most people what not to do. But when you're learning from what to do, one of the fundamentals in that is you should learn from people who have successfully done what you're trying to do. I think it's, it's, it's fascinating. I have dove into books. This is not even close to my whole collection because there's something you, when you read, 
when you are getting advice from someone who has successfully done something, you are getting a six hour read, 10 hour read, 20 hour read and condensing their life of 40, 50, 60 years of experience, condensing, condensing it down to a 10 hour read. I mean, we think about that. So like every book you read, every audio you listen to from successful people on strategies, skills, and information, you are basically getting their life experience condensed into a few hours. So think about this. I've read a hundred books, probably more. If I've read a hundred books, that means out of every single person I've read from who's been alive for 50, 60, 70 years, I've gotten a hundred different person's perspectives and experiences and results to help me make better decisions faster. What do most people do? They always say that the idea of, of learn from your mistakes, which is very important. But what's more important than that? Learn from the mistakes of others. This is what's so huge is like you can condense what would have taken you like, for example, um, with if you're on an extreme nutrition plan, meaning you're you're cutting out massive uh, macros, you're cutting out massive calories, you're cutting, you're doing extreme things, which is fine. Hey, I, I, I will say you'll probably learn that that's not sustainable. You'll probably learn that, okay, that may have been good for a while, but that's not going to be for me for the rest of my life. But you may need to learn that. But what even, what's even better is learning from someone who's gone through that process, gotten through that situation, and then jumping the gap quicker and more efficiently. That's what's so important. So that's where I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for reading, from learning from successful people, because you can take what took them a decade to learn and learn it in a day. And you can make that quicker gap to be more efficient in making better decisions. So on the emotional side of things, I can tell you first and foremost, I wasn't there. I mean, you think about it, I just kind of sharing a picture of where I once was. This isn't like a, oh, you were born this way. When I was 18 plus, when I was 18 years old and 410 plus pounds, pre-diabetic, high blood pressure, I was so anxious. So I can tell you, I was in my garage with my dad having a panic attack and my dad pulling out a plastic bag, trying to get me to calm down and breathe. Okay. This wasn't, I wasn't this funny, spunky, positive, and, and always like this all the time. This is a learned thing that I've disciplined myself over the last eight years. And so I want to, I want to share that aspect too, because this wasn't something I just naturally had thinking the fact that at 18 years old, in a 7,000 square foot house, an indoor basketball court with all the love, all the joy, all the support in the world you could ask for. And is probably the reason why you're, you're not as happy as you want to be. I had it all. And I almost ended my life at 18 years old. So I want to, I want to share that foundation with you because this wasn't something that was always easy for me. I did have stress and anxiety in my life. I did have a deep fear and depression towards certain aspects because I focused on it. And so that's one of the things I want to kind of share going into this. So a couple people and a couple things to kind of lay down the groundwork. 
I'm a huge, huge fan of Tony Robbins. I really am. Why? Because he gets consistent results. He really does. And I love his approach because neuro-linguistic programming, if you, if you want to look up a, a great read, it's called The Essential Guide to Neuro-Linguistic Programming, NLP. It's a purple book. It's on Amazon. I've read that book cover to cover 20 times. And it's a very tangible approach to how the brain works. It's a very tangible approach to different aspects that we're just not taught. And oftentimes it gets the best of us. And so mindfulness is a piece of that puzzle where we sit here and, and kind of dive into the aspects of this, where I want to take this. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm talking off the, the cuff here. So um, one of the places I want to take this is the foundations to Tony and the foundations to neuro-linguistic programming, which is a very taught, educated spot of, of psychology and the mind is there's two foundations. And I think this is one of the most impactful things that got me moving because it's empowering more than disempowering. Number one, there's, there's two foundational principles to Tony. There's two foundational principles to neuro-linguistic programming, which is number one, you're not broken. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. You have just created a poor set of habits, a poor set of causes and effects that set up a bad routine for you. So whether that's using food as a stressful coping mechanism or you um, shutting down when things get tough or you focusing on negative things that you can't control and it makes you anxious, you have just created a poor set of habits that created your current situation. That's number one. And so you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And remembering number two, which is at the end of the day, we do things for a positive intent, no matter how twisted that may be. You overeat because, it, because there's, there's something it's giving you. You are doing it for a reason. You're, you're overeating because it makes you feel full, which gives you comfort. You are hiding on the couch and not trying something new because you're fearing failure. You would rather sit on the couch and do nothing than try again and fail. And that feeling is 10 times worse than not even trying. So I get it. So again, we do things for a positive intent, no matter how twisted we may, in reality, that may be, okay? That's one, I love that principle within NLP and Tony because it's empowering. And when you think about it, when you think about that idea, number one, we're not broken. Gosh, that's a good feeling. Like thinking that you're just a victim to the world and you're not in control and there's nothing more disempowering than that. Like, oh, this is it. This is, this, this is how my life's gonna be. There's just nothing more disempowering. And number two, okay, I'm doing something because I'm trying to get an outcome that's for my betterment. And it's just not going the way I want to go. Well, if I change how I see it, if I change some actions, I get a different result. That's empowering. That's incredible. Because again, it's in its empowering place to be you are in control. That building that belief, building that accountability, building that, that momentum is such a huge component for consistent progress, 
not just change, but progress because everyone, everything changes all the time. It's how, it's how progress is intentional change. Guess what? Things are going to happen. You're going to tear a knee. You're going to have off kilt situations. You're going to have loved ones that die. You're going to have, these things are going to happen and change will happen. The issue is, is that change in a progressive manner? Meaning, is it happening the way you want it to? And moving, your weight and health is going to change. Is it happening the way you want it to, is the argument. And so progress, being intentional, is extremely important. Being mindful and understanding that, guess what? Every, every effect has a cause. Everything you're doing, every result you have is coming from something you're doing. Which is, again, empowering. I want to I kind of really dive into this because some people may take this as a twisted light of blaming. And it's not about blaming. It's about empowering yourself that, guess what? If you change some things in your life, your life will change, which is awesome. If you don't like how something is, you change some actions, you change some beliefs, and, th- and massive things can happen. All right. Hello. So now where are we going to go with this? I'm going to kind of dive into... One of the aspects is uh, what um, Nicole was asking in music, in emotions. It's super cool. Um, when I go to the gym, it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so wild how this works. Um, I really dove into starting to use my emotions a couple of years ago in the gym, particularly, because I realized when I start, when, I, when I'd have like off days and I'd be in the gym and I'd be pissed, I would push more weight. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I did 290. Like, damn, that's awesome. And it's like, I never did that before. And I'm just like, oh, well, I'm pissed. And I realized that. And then it's like, you know what? what uh, on the treadmill, when I'm just doing cardio, I notice it's the less painful when I'm listening to some Jesus jams and I'm in a grateful state. That's where I feel like the cardio isn't as mundane and 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 like uh and i'm doing cardio it's like oh i put on some worship music and i'm like this feels great i'm, I'm worshiping jesus i'm feeling good and all of a sudden that 20 minute cardio incline walk session went a lot faster and so where i'm going with this is utilizing music and utilizing your emotions for a specific event and not being so at cause or at effect with that situation. So music, for example, um, when I'm in the gym, more than likely when I'm lifting, I listen to some heavy, angry, like Metallica, um, disturbed, super metal type music. And I I start thinking about things that frustrate me. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting frustrated. Guess what? Because I'm thinking about things that frustrate me. And now it's like, I'm going to use this frustration. I'm going to use this anger and focus it into moving weight, pushing muscles till failure. And so I have found it to be one of the most profound benefits when it comes to like gym sessions, strength training wise, where it's funny. Like, I, like if people see me in the gym, I don't, some people have seen me in the gym that's on the, like, well, this is a podcast. I'm pissed. Like you look at my face and I'm just like, I got a, I'm, I'm, I'm like walking back and forth and I'm in my own little world and I have this super strong focus look. And when I'm in the gym, I don't usually talk to a lot of people. I'm usually in my own little world. And it's because I'm using that anger in an effective way. Being pissed, being angry 
There's nothing wrong with it. It's how it's utilized. Like when you get frustrated and angry at a specific event, that can, that can empower you to say, you know what? I'm sick of where I'm at and I'm going to use that energy to focus it into going to the gym. I'm going to use it and focus it into meal prepping. I'm going to use it and focus it into something that would benefit me in the future. What do most people do when they get pissed? They use it poorly by lashing out at others, by doing things that aren't actually going to benefit you in the future. What I'm, what I'm teaching you here is being able to take those emotions, not, not scare, be scared of them, but use them more intentionally for an outcome you're looking for which is focusing on something that is going to better yourself for tomorrow. What is a moment you can do right now that's going to better, better yourself for tomorrow? And so music is a great way to do that. Thinking about things in a light of that's going to emotionally intensify you is going to do that. And, and so it's, it's something that's super cool. I have found it's, it's very beneficial for my life. And what's really interesting is the music may be different for different people. Like, if you find you work out the best in a grateful state, sweet, do that. If you find your best self is in a content state, do that. It's just the idea of being more intentional and mindful with your emotions to your actions. And, and how does that come about? I'm a huge fan of also, how do you do this? One of the places you can really get into this is mindfulness and, and meditation getting more intentional and mindful with your current emotions, being able to control your brain more slowly, okay? Because of social media, because of how the internet is today, because of how technology is that everything is so fast, which guess what? Your brain is the same way. It's that same addictive nature of fast, 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 fast. React, 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 respond, react, respond, react, respond. Everything as quick as possible. So you don't get very intentional with your outcomes. And what meditation does is it helps you slow down and focus your brain to make more smooth decision-making. Because it's like, think about for yourself, how many times in life has something occurred that and you immediately reacted and you did something you didn't mean and then boom now you offended your best friend or your significant other or you said something you didn't really mean but in the emotional intensity of the moment you did something you you wouldn't normally do that's that react situation because your your brain's just taking over and going on autopilot and being able to slow that down so you can make better decisions. I found mindfulness and meditation helped me with food cravings because when I learned to slow my process down, think things through more logically, it helped me like navigate around this react, 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 emotional react response. So how do you do that? Great place to start is meditation. How do you meditate? This is always a super interesting place because everyone thinks that's i'm just gonna close my eyes and uh and just like oh um, um, am i doing this right is, is this how this works so i'm going to share it in a fitness perspective of what meditation is okay meditation 
is your ability to focus on a single thing for as long as possible. Why? Because your brain is, again, because of social media, because of how everything works, everything's so fast. Everything's so fast. The brain is just jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping. Oh, what am I having for lunch? Oh, what am I going to do here? What is going to happen here? I wonder what Sarah's thinking. I wonder what Kate's thinking. Does Kate like me? I don't know. And you constantly move. Boom, 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 boom. And it moves so fast. And there's constantly these reactions. React, 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 react. And so it makes you make poor decisions because you're constantly in this reactive state. Okay. So what is meditation? What is mindfulness? Be able to slow yourself down to make better decisions. And how do you slow yourself down? You get your brain more strengthened in focused thought. And how do you do that? Meditation is a great tool. It's like a, it's like a mental workout. Okay. It's the easiest way to explain it. You, uh, you go to the gym, you work out, you go to the gym, you do cardio. Meditation is your brain's workout. And what is, how, how do you go about it? Okay. Number one, you want, you want to be in a relaxed position. You want to either be sitting, um, cross, you don't have to be cross-legged or anything like that, but it's like sitting and relaxed and just in the moment. Um, however you want to do that, doesn't really matter. You lay down, you can sit, doesn't really matter. What is the goal? This is what's going to happen. The easiest thing to do is put on a little bit of background music and you're going to focus on your breath. And your breath alone, okay? You're just going to be four seconds in, breathe in. Hold for two seconds. And then four seconds on the way out. And you just get in the habit. I'm going to breathe in for four. I'm going to hold for two. I'm going to breathe out for four. Breathe in for four. Hold for two. Breathe out for four, okay? And you, all you're going to do is focus on your breathing. That is it. This is all you do. In for four. One, two, three, four. Two, one, two. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. And what is that going to do? You're going all I want you to do is just think about breathing that four, two, four, and feeling air go in and out your nose. That's it. And what's going to happen is you're going to go about three seconds and you're going to go, what's for lunch? And you're going to go, hmm, I wonder if I want chicken for lunch. And then you're going to lose your focus thought on your breath and you're going to recognize it. And as soon as that happens, well, no, back to my breath. One, two, three, four, back to your breath. And every time that happens, that is a rep that is like curling a bicep every time you lose your train of thought of focusing on your breath and you pull it back. That is a physical, that is an emotional rep teaching your brain to be more disciplined in controlling your mind. Okay. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to go six seconds before losing your breath. Cause you're going to think about your best friend and then you pull it back and then you go seven seconds and then it's going to happen again. And then you're thinking about lunch. And then you're going to pull it back. And then you're going to go 15 seconds. And you're going to think about what are you going to do for your workout tonight? And you're going to pull it back. Then you're going to go 25 seconds. And this is just like strengthening your bicep. You're strengthening your focused thought and getting better and better and better at staying more intentional and teaching your brain to be disciplined to the current situation you want to focus on. Why? What does this do? It helps you stay 
intentional and intuitive with what's going on. And it gets your brain to slow down. It makes you think things through more logically. And what's going to, you're going to, you're going to be doing this process and it's going to be frustrating because you're going to be sitting there going, how, why is this so hard? Cause we don't do it. Now we used to do this a little bit back in the day when you go for a hike outside and you'd be just like, Oh, it's wow. Let's just stare at the lake for a while. And that's what you're doing in a meditative state. You're, you're staying in the moment. You're teaching your brain to be in the moment, but because of how fast paced the world is today, everything's go, 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 go. And the brain is just like, ah, it, is, it has been taught how to slow down. And so this process of meditation has helped me immensely with making better decisions because it gives me more time for the react versus the response situation and, and your emotions getting so caught up in that situation where you get stressed. And what is the first thing you do? I'm going to go to food. And by getting yourself to slow down, strengthen your meditative state, strengthening your, your brain's ability to make more rational control, you're, it's going to help you in those situations where you're so reactive, you're so emotional. Let's slow down. Let's get back on track. Um, so that really helped me as well when it comes to utilizing your emotions in more of a specific way, because at the end of the day, um, if couple, like, honestly, anything, Tony Robbins, like book wise, um, uh, a uh, great place to start is if you're, if you have Netflix watch, um, I'm not your guru, that video, um, that, that documentary is a great, great place to understand. Tony to me is like, it's it's so fun to me because he's not this guru of like, oh, I'm going to tell you your life secrets. No, he gives you tangible, logical understandings of some of the frustrations we all deal with. We all are quick to react to situations. We all create false beliefs and false uh, perceptions of situations. So like, I am, this is just who I am. What does that even mean? What, what does it mean to be who you are? You're who, who you are is whoever you damn well decide to be. If you think you're the funny fat person, guess what? You're going to be the funny fat person. If you decide in a moment, I'm done being the funny fat person, I'm going to be the fit, happy, grateful, blank person, guess what? You can start creating that into, the, into who you want to be now. And so it's super interesting that I, I have found that the emotional side and the mental side of learning how your brain works has made the biggest leaps and bounds in my sustainability, in my consistency, because I'm not at effect, I'm not a victim to my brain and my emotions. I've learned where they come from, how to influence them. So one of the last things I'll kind of go into, I think I've said on an earlier podcast, but it's just, it's the essential basics to your emotions. Okay. So your emotions, your emotional state is going to help you decide your outcome, like what your actions are going to be. Because if you're in a negative, depressed, emotional state, what is the go-to move? Well, I just don't want to get off the couch and I'm just sad and I'm down like this and my shoulders slumped and I'm breathing shallow. And, and it's like, you know what sounds good right now? Cake and ice cream. Yeah. Cake and ice cream sounds so good right now. But then when you're after, when you get after done with a workout 
and you're at a heightened elevation. You're like, you just got done doing 10, uh, 10 minutes of incline walk-in. You did some chest press. You did some, you're breathing heavy. You're moving. You're sweating. You're sitting there going, yeah, I want to just fuck up every, all my nutrition and eat cheesecakes. Like, no, I'm feeling good. I want a grilled chicken salad. I want to make a better decision because you're in a more empowering emotional state. So where does that state management come from? There are three primary influences on your state and how you feel. Number one is your physiology, how you use your body, being intentional behind it. Because at the end of the day, what does someone who's just like truly depressed, what do they look like? They're slumped over, the shoulders forward. They're breathing shallow. They look down. They don't want to go down. They want to get into the smallest ball possible. And you know what? When you sit like this, I don't feel like doing anything. That's the truth. I, I just, it just doesn't feel good. But when you roll your shoulders back, when you take deep belly breaths, you get wide. You're just sitting here going, I'm on fucking fire. How do you feel different? The emotional intensity, the energy goes up. You lay on the couch, you fall asleep, you stand up, you don't. Why? Because that, that emotional attachment, that energy connected to how you physically use your body. Are you stressed out? Well, where are your, where are your traps at? Are you like this and all super intense? Or are you loose and relaxed? Like, oh, I'm, I'm really stressed right now. Well, because you freaking look like you're trying to deadlift 600 pounds. Relax the shoulders. Take a deep breath. This is why my dad... When I was having a panic attack, trying to get you to breathe through a bag, slow down your breath, take a deep breath, slow. These things affect your emotional state. How you use your body affects your emotional state. Number two, your focus. The questions you ask yourself. Are you asking yourself empowering questions or disempowering questions? This is what's so fascinating. The brain doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. How is it that when you hear from a friend that your best friend was talking shit about you and you start getting all frustrated, why would Sarah do that? Oh, I've been nothing but great to her and she's so incredible and you're getting so emotionally invested into it. And then 30 minutes later, you find out Sarah never said that. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. But again, you literally, it was, you, you believed in a false reality. You got your brain to think that that was true. And guess what it did? It made you super fucking stressed out. But it wasn't even real. We do that constantly because we constantly focus on things we can't control and we keep asking poor questions. So one of the things for me at 410 pounds, that just disempowered me, that made me feel like I couldn't control, which made things really hard to stay disciplined, which why can't I do this? Why am I such a failure? Why can't I be consistent? You, your brain just answers the questions you ask of it. That's it. It's not your best friend. It's not your worst enemy. It just does what you ask of it. And so if you ask a poor question, you're going to get a poor outcome. So when I ask myself, why am I not good enough? Well, you're 400 plus pounds, you're pre-diabetic, uh, your grades are slipping, you're probably going to be a loser the rest of your life because your brain's just answering the questions you ask. 
And you wonder why I was depressed. You wonder why I was so stressed out all the time. Why am I such a loser? That Because that's where the brain is going. It's just answering the questions you ask of it. So get better at being more intentional with better questions. How can I, how can I build more discipline? What can I do that's going to better my health for tomorrow? What can I get done today that's going to better my, for, for me for the, for the future? What am I grateful for about today? Those specific questions will get your brain to do specific things. And guess what? When you're in a more grateful state, you're going to make better decisions than someone who's in a stressful, anxious state. And where does the stressful, anxious state come from? Asking a question of like, why is my life such, why is my life such shit? Well, guess what? You ask that question, you're going to get your answer. Well, you're, you're, you're overweight. You don't have any money. And it's just going to start just, it's just spinning out of control. But then if you ask yourself of like, where in my life is life going well? Well, hey, I have a great relationship with my family. Um, I have a great relationship with Christ. Uh, I'm doing pretty good at, at my at learning the Bible. I'm, so it's like, again, what you ask, you're going to get. So getting more intentional with the focused questions you ask yourself. And then finally, language. This one is so freaking important. The words you use have meanings. You have a big old dictionary in your head. So when you use certain words, it gives it meaning. So the A word, it is so friggin' important. The word addiction, you, addiction means it's captive over you. So when you say something like, I'm addicted to food, what are you doing? Guess what? You are giving food such an emotional, intense control over you. Now, I'm not going to say live in sunshine and rainbows world and say, everything's great. Like, no, you know what? I struggle with overeating. Okay. How does it feel different? Just do it for yourself. Just for a second. If, If you say you are addicted to food, tell me the emotional feeling you get right after this moment. I'm addicted to food versus I struggle with overeating. Which one sounds like you can't fix or which one sounds easier to get over? And again, these things matter. That's, I have found one of the most important things in the success of life, especially physically, mentally, all across the board. The biggest difference is in the simple shifts in decisions that you overlook. Do you read a book every single day on perspectives and and learning new things that are going to better your future? Or do you binge watch Netflix for two and a half hours? Same time, you're choosing what to do. But when you extrapolate over 10 years, when you extrapolate over time, it makes a massive difference. Does one, does two cookies a day, does that make any difference in a week? No, maybe a half a pound. So what? You do two cookies a day over 15 years, and that could be a 20 pound, 30 pound, 40 pound, 50 pound difference. That's the vast majority of the quality of your life. And that's why this stuff isn't sexy. Your physiology, your focus, and your language isn't sexy because it is a constant discipline. It isn't some secret fix that one time you do it, and it's like, ah, I'm all sexy, happy, and shredded. This is great. I feel fantastic. Because you do it once and it's not that big of a deal. You're like, oh, what does this do? But when you get in the habit of it, when you, when you start being more intentional with it, it creates a 
massive, massive difference in your life three years down the road, six months down the road, five years down the road, where it's not sexy. It's not marketable. It's not that it's that's one of the things for me is like teaching these principles. It's not it's you think it's the, it's not the get rich, get as happy as possible, get quick fit thing. But if you want to talk about sustainability, learning how to deal with your emotions, learning how to have more influence over those decisions. Think about how that changes your life in five years when normally one specific moment you get all off whack and then it just completely derails you for six months. Think about if that one moment that would have derailed you for six months only derailed you for a week because you were more intentional with getting back on track. That's what this does. So if you struggle with falling off and get, and have a hard time getting back, ask yourself, okay, what was I doing my body when I was feeling the best? What questions or what was I focusing on when I was doing my best? What language was I using? What word choice was I using? These things will get you back on, on track faster. And it's, it's so interesting because mastering, everyone thinks that's some secret sauce and it's like mastering the basics. You fall off, you fall off track when it comes to nutrition. How do you get back on? You just set a new goal. You go, all right, I'm going to lose two pounds this week. Cool. All right, how am I going to do it? I'm going to hit these these macros. I'm going to, I'm going to work out for this amount of time and I'm going to start doing it. It's back to the basics. That's it. Set a new goal. Why is it important to you? Set some game plans to make it attainable and start doing it. And it's not sexy. It's not marketable. But that's where sustainability comes from. That's the simple things. Get back to the basics. Um, so I went on a large tangent there. What are some what are some action points from someone listening to this? Number one, get the book, The Essential Guide to Neurolinguistic Programming. There's such cool information on how the brain works in there, intangible things, like super fascinating stuff on like how to feel better quickly. There is some stuff in there. It's super cool. And you can do it, and it's like do it for yourself. Like you do it. By while being in the book, and you're like, oh, you do this little tag, and you're like, holy shit, this is really cool. Why don't we? Why aren't we taught this in school? And get in the habit of doing a little bit of meditation. Get in the habit of being a little more mindful. Um, and then get the get the book um, from Tony Robbins, uh, "Unleash the Power Within." It's one of his originals, and it's one of his best, I think, because it's just this is the simple stuff. Um, and so, hopefully, you guys got some great value out of this using your emotions for your betterment and not just your detriment, not just thinking that, well, if I'm angry, it means I have to lash out of my friends. No, you can use that anger and be like, you know what? I'm gonna use that anger and go fucking lift some weights. That's, that's a, think about how that changes things in your future too, over time. When you, in an angry state, you go, I'm gonna go work out instead of I'm gonna go lash out of my friends. Or you know what? When I'm feeling stressed, Instead of using it as I'm going to use it to food, it's like I'm going to find out what I'm stressed out about so I can fix that problem. And that's where mindfulness and being more intentional and slowing down and controlling your emotional state will make a massive difference. So hopefully you guys got some great value out of this. I just I'm passionate, I'm super passionate about this stuff because this is to me where the rubber meets the road and where sustainability comes from, because your emotions are either just destroying you or you're learning how to make massive difference in them and, and learning how to take control over them when, instead of letting them control you, which is how most people live their lives. 
And uh, that's why I have such incredible relationships. That's why I'm so grateful for the relationships I do have. That's why I'm so consistent with my results, with my nutrition, with my working out is because I think about these things. And I think about how can I be more efficient with it? And I ask myself, who am I listening to? What are, what are some things that I can learn from someone who's done it for the last 60 years and learning it in a week? That's how I think. And hopefully you guys got some great value out of that. And uh, with that being said, guys, have a phenomenal Friday. Do something today that's, that you're going to be grateful you did for tomorrow. And uh, we'll be talking to you later. Bye.